Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the FPL Tips video from Fantasy Football Scout for Game Week 13. Um, so just for full disclosure, I'm recording this before Game Week 12 has even begun. Um, so we've got the Brighton game later, but I don't know the results of any of that. In, in a way, it's kind of a nice thing. Um, so we can actually look forward to Game Week 13 where there's no blanks at all. You know, we've got Game Week 13 right through to Game Week 16. Um, and then we've got the World Cup where we're going to have unlimited transfers. So I think it's going to be very, very exciting. Um, I enjoyed doing the video last week. I know we discussed quite a few different things. We discussed the Kane against Haaland debate for the captaincy, which Kane won. We discussed those Liverpool assets. And since then, you know, so we've had a Salah score and a hat-trick against Rangers in the, in the Champions League. We've had him returning against Man City as well. And a lot of people have brought Salah in um, for game week 12. Although we, do, we don't know how game week 12 has gone yet. And we also had the suspension type break, didn't we? And Madison got booked, so he's missed game week 12. But he'll be back from game week 13 onwards. Um, so this week, we're going to go through the teams to target. Like I mentioned, so game week 13 to 16, you know, we've got all the teams available for those game weeks, including Man City and Arsenal, of course. And, we, you know, we'll be able to attack those fixtures, hopefully, ahead of the, ahead of the World Cup. So we'll look at 13 onwards, with the, mainly with the attacking fixtures. Um, then we're going to discuss two players from Man City and Arsenal, two players who are similarly priced, that's Saka and Foden. We're going to discuss Kane. He's only blanked once that in the entire season. Um, so he blanked, obviously, in that 4-1 win against Southampton in game week one. And there's been a lot of debate about him because people have been selling Kane to get Salah. People with Kane are obviously happy that there might be players they can't get. So we're going to discuss whether Kane's actually worth that, that price. Um, and of course, we're going to be discussing the game week 13 captaincy. Now, Haaland's back, but there's quite a few different options. So we're going to try and keep it concise. We're going to try and look through, you know, stats in the members area um, and get answers to those questions as, you know, as close as we can. Don't forget as well to like, um, like the video, subscribe to the channel. And, you know, we'll be doing this every week. So let's get straight into it. So first of all, we've got teams to target from game week 13 onwards. Um, now, I will talk through this because I know some people are listening on, on the podcast version. Um, but for people watching on the video, we've got a, a table here. It's basically, it's the Fantasy Football Scout fixture ticker. We've sorted it by attacking, um, but it's relative attacking difficulty. So, you know, for example, Man City are the best team in the league, um, debatedly. Um, but stats show that Man City are the, are the best team in the league. So their fixture, you know, if they're playing Brighton, it's very different to, you know, if we've got Nottingham Forest against Brighton. Um, so looking at this, like I said, there's only four fixtures until the World Cup. So we've got game week 13, 14, 15 and 16. So on relative difficulty, the top three um, is unsurprising, really. It's Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal. 
In fourth place, we got Chelsea. Then we have Palace, West Ham, Spurs are there, Tottenham, Everton, Wolves, Newcastle and Brentford. Now, I think looking at this, um, and obviously we can't take into account game week 12, but like I mentioned, you know, that might be quite nice because we won't have that cloud in our judgment. So it looks very, very important now that now the blank's gone. We've got City in first. We've got Arsenal in third. You know, a lot of people have been selling their assets. Some people have held their assets. Um, personally, I, I ended up selling a lot and now I'm desperately trying to, trying, to get, trying to get them back and I want to get the right ones because we've only got four game weeks to do so. Um, so Manchester City, they've got bright, they've got three home games, in fact, um, and they've been incredible at home. I mean, they're good away, but at home, that's where they've been absolutely destroying teams. They've got Brighton at home, Leicester away, which is you know, still a great fixture. Then they've got Fulham and Brentford at home. Um, so Man City really do look like a team to target. We've got Liverpool. Um, obviously, they beat Man City. We don't know what they've done at home, home against West Ham. So maybe that will change, change some opinions um, you know, in the short term. But over the long term, you know, they still have decent stats and they've got some great fixtures. So they're away to Forest, home to Leeds, away at Spurs, then home to Southampton, um, then leading us into that World Cup. And Arsenal um, themselves, they've got three away games, um, but they're still pretty good, especially the next two. Um, I th- and I think that's going to be key. Um, so Arsenal got Southampton away and then they've got Nottingham Forest at home, which, you know, that looks like a banker. Then they've got a couple of trickier fixtures. They've got Chelsea away and Wolves away. Um, so I think with this, you know, we want to pile into Man City, um, but, and, and Liverpool, um, because Liverpool have the first two, you know, not in a forest away and then lead, leads at home, but Arsenal, I think we need to move on to them quicker. And I think the reason for that is because they've got that Southampton and forest fixture, then it gets a little bit more tricky in, in 15 and 16. And I mean, we will discuss this more in, in our next, in our next tip. Um, but that's basically going to be Saka versus Foden. Um, so, so we'll leave that for then. But really, I see, I see it very difficult. You know, with that such a few amount of transfers, I feel like they're the three teams we have to be going for. Now, Chelsea, they're, they're in fourth place. I don't think their fixtures are as good. They've got United, Brighton, Arsenal, and Newcastle. But I think the the key there is, you know, Potter's been rotating since he's taken over, and even comments that I saw today um, from the press conference suggest, you know. That rotation's important. He sees he sees rotation as important at this level. You know, he doesn't see people playing a back four or a back five, for example, um, as as a unit. It's much more of a team game. So I feel for those reasons, but we're going to have precious transfers. So I'll just want to prioritise getting City, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Um, and Arsenal in particular, they're, they're a lot easier to get to. Um, so to sum this up, I think City and Arsenal they're going to be the teams that we're going to be piling into. And that segues beautifully into into our next tip. Um, so that's going to be Foden against Saka. Now, they're both mid-priced assets. You know, Foden at the time of recording is 8.3 and Saka's only 7.9. So what I've got on the screen here, and for those on the podcast, I'll, I'll explain. Um, so we've sort, So what I've done is I've sorted midfielders. Um, I've set it so in Fantasy Football Scout members area, you can set some filters. So a filter I've set here is that they've had five starts minimum um, and they're midfielders, but any price. And then I've sorted it by minutes per XGI non-penalty. Now, we've got De Bruyne at the top with 118 minutes. The lower, the better. So every 118 minutes, you'd expect on average for De Bruyne to get either a goal or assist. So an attacking return. Just behind him is Salah um, at 125 and then in third place is, is Phil Foden, 146.9. Who's had, he's had 10 starts. So 
an issue with Foden in the past is he's been he's probably been one of the more nailed um, Man City assets, but you know he's not consistently played every single game. This this season he is. This season he seems absolutely nailed, and I mean he's he's a little distance behind Salah, um, but you know for eight point three million that's incredible value and. A lot of people have had him at a low ownership as well because we knew this blank was coming. We've not been able to pile into players like Foden and Saka. Um, you know, we've had to show patience to get through the blank in game week 12, which is thankfully it's now gone. Um, I'm sure Foden owners wouldn't agree. I'm sure they liked having him as a differential. But yeah, Foden looks incredible. The fixtures, I put the fixtures here, um, but just for Foden and Saka. So as mentioned in the, in the last tip, you know, they've got Brighton, Leicester, Fulham, Brentford. So unlike Arsenal, I'd say they're better. They're better fixtures. I mean, Brighton at home, it might be okay under Deserby. Brighton have been a little bit more open, um, but I wouldn't say it's the standout fixture because Arsenal have got you know Southampton away than Forest at home. But Foden's right up there. Then the next one surprised me. It was Odegaard. Odegaard's in fourth, 172. So there's quite a gap between Foden and and the rest. Um, so Foden was 146. Odegaard's 172. But, you know, very, very impressive from Odegaard. And, you know, at 6.4, maybe he could be on your radar. Um, a lot of people, I should mention as well, a lot of people are going to be trying to look to... A lot of people punted on Trossard. Um, so Madison was obviously suspended. A lot of people went in on Trossard, whose fixtures, obviously, then he's got Man City away. And while he did well at Anf- Anfield, you know, with so many good midfielders at the moment, I think people are going to be looking for Trossard replacements ahead of game week 13. So if you can't get to Foden and Saka, Odegaard, you could consider. Um, then in fifth place, we've got Raheem Sterling. Now, as as I mentioned before, Ch- um, Potter's rotating, so as and he's 9.9 million, which is a bit of an awkward price point to get to. So I think I would exclude Sterling. Um, but I mean, if you if you've got money to burn and you you know you like your differentials, um, he's he's up there. And then in sixth place, we, we get to Saka, uh, 174. So there's not much separating Odegaard, Sterling and Saka. And Martinelli is right behind him. So I guess something I should say as well is I've kind of assumed Martinelli's very highly owned. So I'm assuming most people have Martinelli. Um, if you don't, Martinelli's incredible value still at 6.7. Now, the key thing when we look at all of these um, is, like I said, Saka has Southampton, then Forest. So their best for best two frictions are front loaded also this is non-penalty stats and as we know now Saka has penalties or Saka took the last penalty um and Foden doesn't have penalties because obviously Haaland's on penalties so I think with Saka versus Foden I'd want both um I think they're going to be high you know it's nothing that original I think people are going to be piling into Foden and Saka because you know the number of points they put up but also they pay for the best two teams in the league at the moment and yeah, I, I want both, but if I had to prioritise one, say I had to go for one first and then one after, I'd actually go for Saka, because while he's slightly behind Foden, he's got those penalties, and like I say, his fixtures are front-loaded, so I'd want to get on Saka first and then move to Foden, um, because that that's something else. You could go for both, but obviously budget may not allow that, so you could even go for Saka for the next two, Southampton and Forest, then switch to Foden for those two home games against Fulham and Brentford. So in conclusion, I'd go Saka over Foden, but I'd like both. I really would like both. They are absolute gifts and we can finally buy them in for, you know, for those last four games before the World Cup. So the next question is, basically, is Kane worth the money? Um, so he's obviously 
a stat that a lot of people know now is he's not blanked since game week one when they went one four one against Southampton. Um, I've put together a table. Um, basically, it's it's all the it's all the strikers, and it's similar to before. So it's minutes per non penalty xG, but it's just for strikers. Um, now I probably should have filtered this one as well, but I thought I'd I thought I'd put them all. Let it be slightly different um, to the midfielder table. So. And don't forget, a lot of these players may have played less minutes, so that, that can always skew things as well. Now, we've got Nunes, who, who we talked about last week. He's right at the top. So he's getting a non-penalty XG every 82.5 minutes. Um, Haaland's just behind him at 86.3. That's no real surprise. Um, and then it's Wilson at 117. Now, you have to go all the way down to position 11 um, until you get to Kane at 149.2. Um, now he's had he's had a few penalties this season I think it's three he's missed one so for 11.5 million this is where I'm torn now I think Kane's a great asset um, and one of the reasons I actually owned him was because there was a couple of game weeks when I was going to captain him I absolutely bottled it and he he outscored Haaland in those game weeks so I feel like when he was you know potentially a captain option you could justify that value where I'm now struggling with Kane it's basically the players we've just discussed, Saka and Foden. If I stick to Kane, because I feel like Salah is a better asset than Kane. Um, so I'd want to have Salah and Haaland. I feel like if you have Kane as well, you have to forego other players. And it's not just the midfielders. Um, like I said, you can't have Saka. or well, you could, but you'd have to go very, very light at the back. So it's hard to have Saka and Foden if you've got Kane, you've got Mo, and you've got Haaland. Also, we haven't discussed defenders in, the, in this video, um, you know, Trent, his injury ended up being very, very, very short. Um, he'd be very hard to get in if, if you, you know, went for a premium, um, as people like to call it. Also, Cancelo. Cancelo was a sacrifice that I had to make so that to have those three premium assets. Um, he's 77% effective ownership. We've seen that City have got, you know, three home games. They're absolutely rock solid at the back. And while Cancelo's numbers have been down, it's quite scary not owning Cancelo. So for that reason, I actually don't, this might be controversial, um, but my opinion on this is I don't think Kane is worth the money. Um, if you've got him, maybe you've not got Mo, um, you could continue. It's probably not hampering, hampering your team too much, but having three premiums is very, very difficult and it's going to have some detriment. So basically it depends if you want to make sacrifices elsewhere. Um, but my opinion, as much as I love Kane, I think he's not quite worth the money. And if if I was on a wild card, for example, I don't think I'd have Kane in my team. Obviously, we've only got four game weeks left, so maybe it's too tricky to sell Kane and then effectively redistribute the money because we just might not have enough enough transfers unless we're willing to do a big a big hit. So yeah, I I don't think he's worth the money, but I also don't think he's a, he's a problem. Now, the final um, tip we want to go through is Game Week 13 captaincy. Now, it's, it's actually a little bit refreshing. Um, I, I know a lot of people want to just captain, you know, captain Haaland every week. And that, that's fair enough. And it's a bit like I said last week. Uh, we had Haaland and Kane. They were very, very close. Um, and Kane only scored Haaland because, you know, he scored a penalty. Um, and they're, they're both on penalties. And, you know, I said at the time, Kane, it's neck and neck. But if you want to take a bit of a risk, you know, that was the time to do it with, with Kane. So what I've got on screen, it's it's been formatted nicely. But basically, it's the Rate My Team in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Um, now, it's actually got Salah top. So he's got that fixture away to Nottingham Forest. 
and I guess what's key here is that's the that's the lunchtime kickoff. So, and so that means it's the first game of the game week, which means you know if you're on Twitter or similar, you know, fantasy football scout forums, for example, we might get a Liverpool team leak that confirms that Salah's going to start. So you could go into the game week with with Mo Salah away at Nottingham Forest, who let's face it. I'm sorry, Mark, but they've been, they've been absolutely horrific so far. Um, so Salah, I think he, you know, he's top and I can understand why. And I think it's going to be hard. A lot of it will probably depend on how Liverpool look, you know, look midweek against West Ham. And like I said earlier, I, I don't know the result of that. But Salah's, Salah's right up there. He's predicted to get 7.37 points. So that's the fantasy football scout model. So that would be like the, the average. The average return he's expected to get is 7.37 Then we've got Haaland, who's 6.76 expected points. So about half a point less than Salah that he's expected to get. Now, obviously, at home to Brighton, I, I think it would take a lot from Mo midweek against West Ham for the general consensus to shift. I think most people are still going to captain Haaland. And like I mentioned earlier, they, you know, that home record that they've got is exceptional. You know, they can put four or five goals past teams. Also, like we mentioned earlier, Brighton under Deserby have looked not quite like the Potter team. You know, Brighton teams, well, definitely in the last few months, have been putting up incredible numbers. You know, then it's hard to score against Brighton, according to expected goals conceded. So, Haaland, I mean, it's hard to look past him, but it's nice knowing that there's a little bit of choice. You know, if you want to attack for any reason, maybe a mini-league rival doesn't have Salah. Um, he's projected to get more points. So it's definitely, definitely worth considering. But I do appreciate a lot of people are just happy captain in Haaland every week and aren't going to let a game, you know, away at Liverpool um, change their opinion on that. So that that's fair enough. Um, then we've got the Spurs guys um, straight behind Haaland, um, Haaland and Salah. So Kane's 5.8 and Son is 5.62. That's a home game, a home game against Newcastle. Um, I think that would be a little bold for me. Um, I, w- I wouldn't captain either of them. I don't really see a scenario where you would because I don't think many people have got, you know, just one, you know, Spurs, Spurs premium and then don't have Salah or Haaland. So I think the battle this week is Salah against Haaland. There's going to be a lot of factors that go into it uh, as well. I mean, I'd say fixture-wise, Salah away at Nottingham Forest, I do prefer that. But then Haaland's home record is just insane. So... This one's a really hard one for me to sum up. Um, you know, ha- having not seen the games in game week 12, I feel like that's going to sway the decision a lot. I do feel like at the moment, with the information I've got today, I would go for Haaland at home um, to Brighton, just because, you know, how good City have been, how phenomenal Haaland has been. But it wouldn't take much to change that. You know, if if we get, you know, Mo Salah playing like he did against Man City, replicating that in the West Ham game, you'd expect he gets two or three attacking returns this week. So yeah, what I'm on, I'm going to be on Haaland, but it will not take much for me to be sway, sway to Mo Salah. So thanks again for joining me for this game week 13 tips video. I'm going to go and basically I'm going to watch game game week 12, um, you know, try and enjoy the fixtures over the, over the next three days, but don't forget to like the video. You can subscribe, put the notifications on. And as always, you know, leave me a comment. If you have any, if you have any feedback at all, if you have any opinions um, on Saka against Foden, if you think Kane is worth the money, because I guess one thing bearing in mind is these are all my opinions. Um, your opinion may be very, very different, but it's nice to have the debate, go through go through different stats and see how those things change over time. Um, but yeah, enjoy game week 13. Enjoy game week 12 if, if that's not over yet. And I'll see you again next week.